0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: I'm always surprised how quickly, when the NFL season ends, uh, they flip the page, and we flip the page, <laughs> and you have to, right? Like, okay, that season's over. What about next year? Because there is no off season in the NFL. There's about two weeks. Right around July fourth, before or after or sometimes both, and the NFL has managed to keep itself relevant with something every single solitary month. Of course, this month it would be you know the Super Bowl, but then quickly after that, you've got you know the the, the combine in Indianapolis, and then um, free agency starts in early March, and then you go to the draft late April and so on and so forth, so already. Um, less than 24 hours after they had lost to the Detroit Lions, Todd Bowles was facing the music about next season and <laughs> what's going to happen next year. So we get into sort of the players that they're going to have to deal with, and not the least of which is Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, and that. But Steve, I don't know if you saw this because this is like, I guess this is the breakup. This is how now the kids do it when, when they're no longer going steady. Mm-hmm. They take all mentions of their former relationship off Instagram. So if you're taken off Instagram, then then you are you're in fact broken up. Because if I or, delete the pictures, then it never happened, right? Apparently. Or or it just says, I don't like you. You don't you don't belong on my Insta, right? Is that like That's, when
0: you tore the picture in half and just kept the, the part of you in the picture but not the uh the yeah, girlfriend right. boyfriend in the other half? Exactly. Yeah
1: or you gave them the bracelet back, or they gave you the, whatever you did, whatever you crazy kids did when you went steady back in the day, this is the breakup. And so Devin White, get live 45, took all mentions of what I thought was a, I don't know, pretty outstanding five-year career with the Tampa Bay Bucks, where he won a Super Bowl, um, did a lot of things actually, and made $11.7 million this year, he has removed all mention or said images of himself in a Buccaneer uniform from his Insta. So that's it, folks. Drive safely.
0: Well, unless the Bucks decide to franchise tag him again.
1: Oh, that won't happen, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not even a discussion. Uh, you had me there. But no, that, that clearly won't happen. And, and here's the shocking thing. And I, was, I asked the question after the game, I believe I asked the question. There wasn't many of us asking the question, so I think I might have asked this one, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's been a long night, short day, all that stuff. Um, But the question was asked. Devin White, as it turns out, only played 14, I want to say 14 snaps in the biggest game of the year to determine whether the team was going to go and play for a championship in the NFC. Think about that. That's the exit, right? Like. I can't remember in, in modern times since I've been doing this. Well, actually, that was prehistoric times when I started, but modern times now anyway, that a player with that much like, cachet, investment, gravita, accolades, all that thing, has fallen that damn fast and that far, right? Like you need a parachute if you're going to jump like that, man. And if you think about it, Devin White arrived as a fifth overall pick, not fifth round pick, not first round pick. Yeah, he was a first rounder, but he was the one, two, three, four, fifth overall pick at inside linebacker, which is unheard of at that position. Very, very rare. And, and, when, and when he was getting drafted, you know, because it's rare, I asked people, including John Lynch, the 49ers general manager, and I said, hey, man. This is, seems pretty high, you know, for an inside linebacker. Like, wait, oh, no. He said, this is legit. He's a legit baller. Like he's, he's very worthy of the fifth overall pick. Trust me, a lot of teams would take him right there. And so they did. And so it was a great idea because he came in here, young player, obviously, from a, just from a you know chronological age standpoint, um, barely 21, I think. But immediately was a talent. Uh, unbelievable athletic skills. You figure, put him next to Levante David, let him learn how to play the position. And by 2020, Tom Brady arrives, and this guy goes off. I mean, he has a year. He could have been a Defensive of the Year candidate, but he missed the first playoff game, and then he played the three playoff games and had like 36, 38 tackles, Um, A huge uh, fumble recovery, if you remember New Orleans, that absolutely turned that game around. The Bucs on and score 17 straight points after Winfield knocked it away from Jared Cook. Um, He had an interception that kind of sealed the Super Bowl. I mean, the plays he made were unbelievable. And then the high point, or low point now, if you look back on it, I suppose, the dude who doesn't really drink alcohol or any of that stuff went on the boat parade. But that really wasn't his parade. That was for his teammates. They they enjoyed that more than he did. So then he had talked the Bucks into letting him take one of his horses, trailer it over to Raymond James Stadium, and then take the Lombardi Trophy and ride the horse around the playing field at Ray J. And people took pictures, and it was cute and incredible. And after that, we were done with, I mean, it, it, it was nothing, like that was the pinnacle, but it happened so quickly that he started to fall, and 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 not, you know, look, it's not like the guy didn't make plays, he wasn't a good player and all that, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, you know, they, they blew the pick or something, but I just, it's astounding to me how things change so fast. Um, from that year, they did a movie on him, NFL 360, called Wild Horses, and I, I, <laughs> I was blaming our friend, trent cooper for that today <laughs> i was like you started this man uh he's a big bucks fan we were laughing about it but um you know he he ha- and he has outside interest obviously you know with the, the big stable he bought um locally and more horses and so on and so forth but the whole thing that kind of i think was the tipping point was the fact that they wouldn't sign him to a long-term extension and now you know why i mean he was inconsistent. This year he was injured. I will say this, that I think a lot of his non-production was a result of a, of a foot injury. But he did come back, and they were going to platoon. And then you know, Devin, on his first game back when they were going to platoon, stayed in pretty much the whole game because he had an interception in that one early on, and things were rolling, so they didn't really take him out. Man, Sunday, K.J. Britt played the whole game. I mean, really, what's, what's 14 plays? So you knew that it's over; it's absolutely over, and apparently so does he. Well, and, and you know, look,
0: the writing was on the roll on the wall weeks ago. True, but when you don't play in the biggest game of the year, you play 14 of those snaps. Like, yeah, even if the Bucks wanted him to come back,
1: the answer is no. Right.
0: Like this is this is one of those we've mutually agreed to part ways.
1: Yes. Yeah, we're just waiting for the lawyers to draw up the statements and then, you know. Well, you're waiting for March 12th or whatever the date is this year, 13th right. whatever it is. Right. Like at, at 4 p.m. That's what you're waiting for. Yeah. Well, nothing will be said. I mean, it'll be, you know, when he's, if and when he's signed. Look, I, I think his value has been diminished. I could be wrong. And only, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It takes one team to think that they want to fall in love and pay you, you know. But $100 million? No. mm that's not going to happen. I think he, he damaged himself um, from a production standpoint this year. There's certainly more than enough reason to think that he kind of rides the roller coaster emotionally. Um, I still think he's a hell of a talent. I don't know whether he's a Mike linebacker or an outside linebacker that can rush the pass. Like, I don't know. Um, but I do know this. Like, the second half of that game, their defense was not good, okay? They got lit up. In the middle of the field was a problem. Right? Whether it was coverage, and some people are alleging that he blew one of the coverages, and he's gone back and forth on Twitter about that. Like, y'all don't know what you're seeing, you know, and that's possible. A lot of people don't, including me, um, very often. But um, that said, don't you think, uh, you know, when a running back takes it, you know, 31 yards for a touchdown untouched? that maybe having somebody like him in the middle of your defense might have made a difference if, if he was engaged and in position and ready to play that's what you don't know he may have taken himself out and not been anywhere you know but the, the the run fits were horrible Winfield Jr couldn't even chase him down he made one one move on him it's just the point is they were struggling on defense at the end of that game they got worn down and they were struggling and at some you know i believe that the Lions scored three straight possessions, and that was the ball game uh right up until the end. but devin White, Super Bowl hero, right, uh borderline defensive player of the year candidate, and somebody you thought might play here for ten, fifteen years you know it just it it just didn't happen, and when you needed them in the biggest game, you know since the Super Bowl, I mean this is the farthest they've been, right since then, or matches the farthest they've been. I guess they got back and lost to the Brams in this game um, after Tom Brady's, you know, his second year. But, he's nowhere. He's just not even, I mean, he's dressed. He's available. But they judge that KJ Britt, KJ Britt. I like KJ. He's serious as anything when it comes to football. Like, he's all ball. Like there's, I don't even know what I would talk to him about if it wasn't football. He's that guy, right? But, Ran, runs a four seven, right? Like it's, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's a young player, but they don't try to put him in coverage because who's he going to cover? Running four seven against against you know wide receivers running option routes. So, it's tough, man. Um, there definitely was a falling out, and all all that Todd Bowles would say is that, you know, well we love Devin. And and they, you know, to me, this might be, there's a lot of reasons to defend Todd Bowles. This might be one that he should take the L on from a crit- critical standpoint. And, and he's not, really treats him much different than he does the other players, which is to say he protects them all, right? But he's really protected Devin White. And you know so i mean if you ask him for example about levante david who you don't need to protect and you know you want him back 13th year and he says he's one of my favorite players i've ever coached i don't even look at his age he plays timeless he plays timeless football he plays the right way prepares the right way he's the ultimate professional ultimate professional um that's, that's the anti-Devin White. Devin is not that. And so if Devin White, he says the following. I love Devin to death. From a free agent standpoint, I know it's a business and things have, have to be out there. But we'll work together and work some things out. And hopefully we can come up with something. Those are not the same sentiment. You know. He might love him to death, and and Devin, to his credit, you know, he said that Bowles has been a father figure. And look, things happened when Devin was here. He lost his dad, for example, and we still don't know what happened in that prison in Louisiana and all of that. Um, and that was right before one of the best games he ever played, which was in Germany against Seattle. Um, you know, he's had injuries. I think this year, like if I was just going to forget all the off-field stuff and the statements and the holdout and all that, I would just say that. His his year can be boiled down into one thing, injury. He was not well for the most of the year. His 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 feet, his speed, his ability to cut and change direction was not good. Um, so I think that was the biggest factor in his decline. Um, and he still made plays. I mean, you can go and look at the numbers. It's not like when he played he didn't make any tackles because he did. But the 34-year-old guy made a hell of a lot more. And that's a credit. You know, obviously the Levante, but it's also, hey, what? Do, why, what are we not getting from our number fifth overall pick? Number five, man, you got to lose a lot of games to be picking in the top five, and they did. They earned Devin White, and now they're going to lose him, and he's already emotionally divorced because he's got him off Insta. So that's that's one of the scenarios that sort of played out. Um or is playing out at one-buck place you know, these next couple of weeks. Um, of course, you know the, the top two guys that they have to deal with. Oh, there's one other one we should get into just for a second before we get to uh, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. Um, and that is that Shaquille Barrett, who, God bless him, what a year this guy's been through, right? Had the Achilles injury midseason a year ago. Tried to work his way back through that. Of course, lost his daughter uh, in the spring to a drowning. Um really wasn't quite as productive. In fact, uh they kept him on the field, but you know, some other young players emerged, like Yaya Diaby. Um so that that curtailed some of his playing time. And I'll give Shaq this like he lives in the real world. Like, like you don't usually get this kind of candor. Um, from an NFL player after the season has just ended and he could be a cap casualty, but he was asked about it, uh, you know, on Monday and he said, yeah, it's a possibility. And, you know, his 2024 cap number is 14.2 million. Um, but it doesn't match what he did, which was four and a half sacks. Uh, so he said, look, I've, I've been around for a minute and I know with my contract and my production and we've got some promising young guys, like, that all, that could be factor into it, you know. Um, and it will because I I don't expect Shaq Barrett to be back, you know. I think they they save a little, even though they won't have the player, and they still take a bit of a cap hit. He'll be one of those, you know, after June first designation cuts, um, where they can apply stuff, you know, going forward. But uh, so so he's one that um that they got to get to as well. All right, we'll talk about Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield here in just a second as the Bucks start to do some of their house cleaning and prepare for 2024. But first, uh, you guys need to prepare for 2024 by doing this. For the past 14 years, do you know that the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems all throughout Florida? They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods, and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Now, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now, May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof electrical and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar. It's owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees, This policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of its program, May Electric Solar's reputation, and their history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. To me, the offense, the whole off season, Steve boils down to a, a, about two or three things, um, and two or three player, two players or three players, and maybe maybe their offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, who, by the way, is going to have a second interview with the Carolina Panthers, and everyone's like, "Well, he's not going to get a coaching job right away, mm, really." We'll see. We will see. Um, but he he certainly put some stuff out there, you know, during the season, towards the end of the season, in the playoffs where if you have a young quarterback like they do, Bryce Young, Mm -hmm. you might want a Dave Canales in in his, not so much his offense, which is one thing, but just his positivity, you know, um, and his kind of tone setting uh, that he had with that group. If he could do that for a whole team and keep them dialed in and focused the way he did the offense, that would be something. But really, let's let's just, you know, kind of talk about Mayfield and Evans. And I, I, I think I'll do Evans first. And um, that is that, you know, I was there in the locker room after the game, and it, Mike this year purposefully really didn't want to talk about his contract. I, you know, he said it um, when he put out that statement, you know, that he was done negotiating or hadn't really begun negotiating, but didn't want to discuss the contract, you know, the after the eve of the first regular season game, September 9th. And so any time he, he would talk to us, invariably somebody would say, So, this could be your last year or your last game or your last five games or whatever. And he would always kind of have a default, yeah, well, you know, I guess, but I'm just trying to focus on this game or whatever the situation was. But last last night after the game, he was more reflective than I've seen him all year. And and I think it really hit him. You know, reality is it can be a bitter pill sometimes. And, you know, the season, as we talked about so often, it just ends so abruptly that Mike was being a little reflective when he was talking about it, and so were his teammates. You know, like there's one point where Chris Godwin says, it, I, w- "I wish it had never even come to it, or shouldn't have even come to this," meaning that you know Mike should have been re-signed, and we shouldn't be sort of in they shouldn't be in limbo with respect to what his future is. Um. And Worf said, you know, on Monday, I think Mike's going to be a Buccaneer for life. Uh, he deserves that, you know, that's the way he should go out, but, you know, the way guys look up to him. Here's the biggest reason Mike Evans deserves a contract. 1,255 yards, 10th consecutive season of 1,000 or more receiving yards, tied for the league lead with 13 touchdown catches. Mike Evans in receiver years is much younger than 30 years old. In fact, he's he's in better shape today than he was when he was you know twenty five, twenty six, um, because he's lost a ton of weight. He eats right, takes care of his body, and unfortunately for him, and unfortunately for Chris Godwin, he's in much better shape physically than Chris because of what Chris has had to endure in terms of injuries, especially two torn knee ligaments. And Mike, had, you know, knock on wood, I'm knocking on wood here, uh, hasn't hasn't suffered that, so. If you look at his production it certainly would make you feel confident to bring somebody back like that. Um but you know, he also was one that said, "Look, I I want to be here. This for, this organization has been really good to me and my and my foundation. Like they've supported him. You know, he has that big gala every year. Um all his teammates show up. The organization supports him. So I sensed for the first time because I wasn't sure how he felt. I thought, well, here's a here's a bitter guy that might want to get out of here. I think it matters to him. Now, is he going to give them a you know hometown discount and all that BS? No, but if they can get in the ballpark, um, I think it's important for him to play here. And, and not for nothing, and maybe the two are related. But he knows who his quarterback may be, and if it's Baker Mayfield, you know you just had an an unbelievable year with that dude. What is next season going to be when Baker knows the damn offense and everybody's played in it for a year? Well, to me, that's the biggest reason he's yeah. going to get a contract.
0: It's not the yards are great and what he showed. That's Baker's number one target, and if I'm Baker yes. Mayfield and I want in re-signing here, I heard guys on DAE today going Baker needs to put out in the public that he might go somewhere out Like they're not negotiating in the public; neither side is.
1: No, no. I,
0: to me. It's going to be the Bucks probably know what he's worth on the market. They all everybody knows. You know, whether it's, you know, 25, 30, 35, whatever it is, but yeah, I may ba- have gone Baker, up over the last few weeks. <laughs> absolutely. You know, but looking at what quarterbacks last year got, let's say what was it? Geno yeah. Smith was like 25 a year. Right and Derek Carr was closer to forty million a year, I think, and
1: you know, so it's it's somewhere between thirty five and fifty million dollars is where most quarterbacks land as starters.
0: You know, so let's just say it's whatever the number is. But if I'm Baker and you want to play here and you like it here, you want to come back, so maybe you give a a small discount. But to me, the discount is I'll give you the discount, but you're re-signing Mike Evans.
1: You got to use it for my guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. and and whatever that is, And, and right. You know, I don't know what Jason Light and Mike Greenberg and SpyTech and all of them if, if they want to sign Mike Evans. I mean, you and not saying you don't want him, but you've got to look at the they bigger want, him, picture but of they, 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 they got to know what and, the price is, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. how you many just years can't... does he want, et cetera? I mean, it's it's all part yeah. of it. It's right, you know, it, all things being equal, do they want Mike Evans? Absolutely, no question about it. But sure, you've got to play the salary cap game and the you know mm-hmm. what he wants and and what someone else is willing to pay and
1: and look, he went out and proved it, like you know. I understood why at age 30 you weren't just going to go, hey, man, before the season even starts, here's four years, you know, mm-hmm. uh, $125 million or something, you know. Like that That didn't make sense to me at age 30. But he proved that in terms of receiver years, he's a much younger player uh, than he is uh-huh. chronologically. As of, I would submit this, and this is not a knock on Chris because I think Chris is one of the toughest players I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. But we know what he's been through with his knee injury and other injuries that he's sustained. I think, you know, Chris Godwin has one more year left on his deal, which pays him what damn near twenty million dollars. Mike's in better physical shape, even though he's several what three, four, four years older, I think, um, than Chris Godwin right now. Like Chris Godwin's limited because of all that he's what he's sacrificed to play and and the position he plays on the slot all those years and the pounding he has taken, uh, and, yes, the knee injuries and stuff. So if you look at the two of them, you go, well, but but Chris is younger. we got to keep one of them. we got to keep mm, – not so sure. You I, know? If you re-sign Mike Evans, that means Godwin's gone next year. Absolutely. You're not, keep, you're you're not keeping both, both long-term. Them. No, you're no. not keeping both long-term. And Chris Chris has an injury history. I mm-hmm. mean, they remember, they signed him to that deal after he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Right? They franchised him, and then they signed him to a big deal. And and God bless him. He made it back faster than anybody, and he started against the Dallas Cowboys that year. I don't know how he did it, but he did. Uh, and he's been a good player, and he had another 1,000 yards this year, and Mike and him are sort of pumping those out together. So, you you know, you keep the band back. Um, but, it will, you know, look, I, I could also paint you a scenario where he goes, hey, I'm as good as Devontae Adams. I got more touchdowns. Mm-hmm about, you know, more yards by far. And, you know, Devontae's making, I don't know, 27, 28 million a year. You know, and if he puts his foot down, you can't argue, you can't get it. It only takes one team. And there are teams out there that don't have quarterbacks to pay like the Bucks do. And that that's their dilemma. Like, like their the dilemma Texans. is that it's perfect. Which should be very close to Mike's home. I think that I couldn't think of a better scenario for him mm-hmm. if I were just like, hey man, have you looked at this? Because they're a young ascending team with a terrific quarterback who could be one of the best talents that we've seen for all that he did this season uh play in years. And they got good they got good receivers already and good players and a great coach and D'Amico Ryan's and it's less than, you know, hundred miles or whatever from Galveston. You're home. You're back home. And and what would a veteran player who's been to the Super Bowl and been as consistent as he had, what will that bring to that young Texas team? You know, that seems to be sort of what they're what they could use is is that experience and productivity. Um, so I, you know, I think that's a perfect place, and I'd be surprised if the Texans weren't all over it, not knowing what what their you know specific needs are on on offense. Anyway, um, but yeah, I I, I think Mike's going to have a decision to make. And I think there will be a team that goes, hey, Mike Evans might be the piece we need on our offense to put us over the top, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, as my friend Stephen A says, I don't think he wants to leave. And, and mm-hmm. the money will, will be a factor. It's hard to pay the quarterback 35000000 million, let's say, and then go pay a wide receiver. Now, from a salary cap standpoint, you know, Mike has – some dead money left over, as does um, Baker Mayfield, even, for that matter. Mm -hmm. So both those guys have sort of this designation that would enable them to lower the cap value if they sign so many days before the start of the new league year. So the way that the contracts are written – for Mayfield and, and Evans is that they void 23 days before the start of the NFL league year. Normally contracts void the start of the league year. Theirs void 23 days before, which, which works out to be February 19th. That's just around the corner, man. It's, it's already January 22nd. So if the Bucks want to avoid a bigger cap hit from the dead money of the old deals that they have, they need to resign them before that date. Why wouldn't you? you know Evans has 12.2 million in dead money if you do an extension before that you'd save 7.2 million of it and you could spread some of the cap dead cap money into 2025 26 mayfield has 2.3 million in dead money and if you had a new deal you could keep you know 1.7 of that counting against the the, the future caps 25 through 27 so not only are they the priority, but there's actually an incentive, and I'm sure they were put in there for this purpose, right, because in a way, you're sort of declaring whether you, I mean, you could go take it all the way to start a free agency, but why would you take the cap hit and sign the player, right? So, it just makes sense that we're going to find out some stuff. And those two are, are, I think, like you said, intrinsically related, because you could, you could, you know, for as much as they've accomplished, right, even if they were, for, even if they were fortunate enough to get Baker Mayfield back, you could argue that this team next year, if you lose a Mike Evans, right, uh, and, and a number of other free agents, and even if Baker comes back, that they may not be as good, you know, because Evans and Godwin are a tandem, and those other young receivers aren't ready to take the number two role, or the, let alone the number one role. And Chris is the number one, is different, right? Because he's not a boundary player, he's not a guy, Mike can still run by you. You know, if you play, if you play, you know, single high and you're not shading his way, uh, he can run by people and, and, you know, get, get vertical. Chris really doesn't do that anymore, you know, because the speed just isn't, I don't think it's there. The explosiveness isn't there. Uh, still very good receiver, but not going to scare the safeties much. Mike, Mike can still go get it. He's got to catch the ball. He had, I think he struggled with his hands at the end of the year. They made that amazing catch at the end, but, um, so, you know, are you telling me Trey Palmer is going to take that big step? Are you telling me, you know, Devin Tompkins is the guy you're going to bank this on? No. You know, could you draft a guy? Yeah, maybe. You know, you're going to be picking 20-something, right? No lower than what? Uh, there's 32 teams, so no lower than, let us see.
0: I think they're drafting 26. 24, 26. I, think is awesome. I, think I 26 is what they're. Yeah,
1: I think you're going to be about, yeah, 24, 26. So, no, that's, yeah, you get a receiver, but what receiver? you know, and is that your priority? It, it probably isn't, but so getting Baker back without Mike Evans seems a little different, does it, than if I said he got him back with Mike Evans, and you're right, that might be a big, you know, either Baker leaves money on the table so they can do both, or Baker says, eh, without Mike, I don't think I'm going to be much in Tampa, you know? Like we want to run it back with my receivers because he spent all year learning their body language, and, and, and him and Mike have a real connection. I know Mike really likes Baker. He spoke highly of him after the game. Um, Mike's played with a ton of quarterbacks, so he knows what it looks like. So I always default to this. That it, when two parties really want something to happen, it happens. You know, when they're both, you know, like Baker and I think like Mike Evans, when they're both motivated, you know, to, to, to get what they want, um, it usually happens and there's agents involved in feelings and different things. So you start there. And then we've talked about Shaq Barrett. We talked about Devin white. Um, you know, those two I think are gone.
0: Winfield jr. Worst case gets franchised. Worst
1: case he gets franchised and Tristan, you don't have to sign to a new deal. Although there's, there's lots of money coming with him too. Cause he's pushed back stuff to help the club out. um, but Tristan is such a no brainer, especially after you saw him for a full season at left tackle. When he signs, Steve, he'll be the highest paid left tackle in football. You know, and mm-hmm. some of that's just it's since it's a when, not if. You could go to Tristan and say, "Listen, you're going to get your deal now." Does Tristan want to play for the fifth year option? No, uh, and nor should he. Probably have to. Um, the funny thing is, is that you can lower his cap value if you sign him to a long term deal because you can, you know, spread out. A lot of that signing bonus and stuff over the length of the deal, um, and and so I I kind of expect him to get a deal too. I don't know when, you know. It, it, again, it's a it's a priority system. It's an allocation system. So these things happen when they happen. But because of that February nineteenth date, I was like, whoa, okay, this is gonna this could this could potentially occur much quicker than I thought it would. Like by, you know, think about that by the not even by the end of February, you could know that you got both Mayfield and. Mike Evans back doesn't doesn't preclude you from getting him after that, but it just makes a hell of a lot of sense to not take the extra cap money uh if you can reach an agreement. And and they've had all year to think about it, look at it, uh, you know, watch the performances, and both of them went out on a strong note. I mean, I don't know how me how you could play much better than than those two did this year, especially off each other. So that's that's kind of what the Bucks are doing right now, is a lot of postmortems, you know. They all had to have physicals. And then you sign a lot of your practice squad players to what's called futures contracts um, because there's no practice squad this time of year. And so if you want to lock those guys up, otherwise they're free agents. And before you know it, we'll be at the Combine. And, you know, at least we know Todd Bowles, or we think we know Todd Bowles is back. We could lose some coaches. As I say, barring,
0: barring any coaches leaving for promotions. That's correct. Dave Canales or, mm-hmm. you know, the linebacker uh, coach becoming a defensive coordinator. Yeah, they've Larry Foote, somebody yeah.
1: wants to be a, a coordinator, right. and they say, yeah, like, we got Casey Rogers, so, right. yeah, we're not going to hold you up because you're right. a co-coordinator.
0: But barring that, do you
1: see mm-hmm. any coaching changes that Todd Bowles may want to make? I don't. And, and I you know, he kept his offensive line coach and his run game coordinator, Harold Goodwin um, and Joe Gilbert, off the last year's staff, and you could argue the way the offensive line played a year ago, they're like, well, what are those guys doing here? And Todd's evaluation is because I know they're good coaches. Um so I don't see that. Uh, now if Canales by you know some you know higher being decides he should be a head coach now. The interesting thing will be whether he tries to take Brad Isaac with him. Right, and Thad Lewis becomes coordinator, or Brad stays, and Thad Lewis becomes coordinator, or Thad Lewis goes somewhere, and Idzik becomes coordinator. Like I, I think at this point, you know, Thad, who they they think is a tremendous upside um, mm-hmm. with him, uh, if they think he's ready to take it over, he knows the offense. He spent a year in it now, you know. So nobody on this coaching staff, you wouldn't say, hey, well, you know, they don't know Canalis's office. You're starting over. That's not what you'd want to do. You continuity wins in this league and you want Mayfield to have the exact same set mm-hmm. of principles and offense and, and terminology. And but I think that Thad Lewis could coach that. I well, think that Idzik could coach that.
0: I agree with everything you're saying. But if Canales were to go be a head coach, Panthers were out. Yeah. yeah. you if you did a search, it would look a lot mm-hmm. different this year than it did last
1: year. Well, are you telling me Mayfield signed or not?
0: Well, it could be either way, but what, I, what I'm what i saying is that last year. Nobody wanted this job. Nobody wanted this job. Nobody believed Todd Bowles' job was secure. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you just said the, the magic word. Now, you, if you did a search this year, candidates would be more open to coming here, I would think. I would think because of Todd's situation. Right. So now right. you may get a better pick better. of the litter. Yep. Now there is the change, cha- you know. You are changing, which if you want the continuity, that there is something to be said of that. Which, mm-hmm. but you know, the but the, you want the best. The Bucks too. have done that before, where they kept Dirk Cutter for the continuity for Jameis Winston. Now, It's a little different going from coordinator to head coach, but they did that to help his continuity. You could argue that whether it really helped help or not. Better check your sheet. Yeah, but and it's, like I said, different than being, promoting a coordinator to head coach, but. If Todd Bowles were to have an offensive coordinator opening this year, mm-hmm. I think the search goes very differently.
1: I do too. But wouldn't you want somebody that had the Canales principles? You know, Mostly, and, and you offensive. may end up saying Thad Lewis.
0: But I mean, who knows who's out there that would like to come here? I mean, you know, you yeah. you basically this last year, you know, I don't know if it was, nobody, but it, it nobody, kind of felt like they, you were begging people to come here.
1: Well, That's they were probably not I mean, a
0: fair evaluation. No, but I don't.
1: I think it's fair to say that you know you mm-hmm. weren't going to get Todd Munkin. Yes, now, a lot of correct. it was the quarterback too. Because like when they interviewed some of these wow. guys, they didn't have Mayfield. Yeah, that they, too. They had one guy, they had Kyle Trask. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was it was, it was Todd Bowles' job security. It was you don't know who the quarterback, no quarterback. is. It was, That's there was a I lot heard. of no quarterback. Of it. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot of th-
1: reasons. But now I I think a lot of people based on how he played this year would say yeah I can work with Baker. You know that dude can play. Mm-hmm. He can play. So, yeah, you got a little better perception um, of what what you got at quarterback. So, it might open it up a little bit, but I still think you'd stay in house. I know how much they love Thad Lewis. I I agree with you. I'm just saying that it would be interesting. I mean, you're hoping not to lose Dave Canales if you're the Bucs. It would be very interesting. But they're going to lose him. Like, here's the thing when you got a defensive head coach, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Because if you have any successes at all on offense, you don't call it. So some team's going to come and take your guy, and you're going to have a new offensive coordinator every two years. You better find his tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you better. You well,
0: know, look, at some point, you know, it's it's the whole. You hope to hire coaches that are going to get hired away eventually. Well, you do because it means they're good. You typically yeah. don't want that to happen one year in. But do you want it to happen on offense, though? Right. Well, th- that too. But, I mean, that tree, granted, Thad Lewis has been here under Bruce Arians in that. Yeah, in that, but, number of years. You know, usually that tree doesn't come from one season, like no, it's that's you true. know it's several seasons of building those trees. Yeah, you know, it it would hurt if if Dave Canales is hired away, and you would you know congratulations and you're happy for him, and you never would dream of stopping him, but right, it would or hurt it the bucks. Yeah, you
1: can't stop him as a head coach. No. You can as a court, but well, you wouldn't want to. I mean, that's no, no. You're a young guy. I mean, he's, it, it, the funny thing is, is that you know teams are hiring these guys that are like thirty something years old that have barely called plays for a couple of years. Dave Canales is forty two. You he's know, old. He's done some. He's done. He's over the hill. He's done some stuff though, and I, you know, you like that, right? Like you're not getting a guy, you know, that, you know, mature wise, marriage wise, like whatever's going on with him. This 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 dude's like in his forties, man. He's not. Mm-hmm. He looks good. He keeps himself in great shape and all that, but like, you know, you're not getting a temperamental thirty year old, you know, who's just trying to figure life out. I mean, he's this dude's got it. I tell you, I can't imagine, like, I guarantee you, whether they hire him or not this round, those owners are coming out of those conferences going, Is this guy for real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know they are because every Wednesday when he walked in there, it didn't matter if they got shellacked the week before. Just and they say he's that way all the time. Like you gotta practice being that way. You know? But he's like, how's it going? Hey, guys, what's going on? You know, it's like, whoa, uh, I haven't had a cup of coffee yet, man. I just want to <laughs> slow down there. Uh, and if it, the energy is so, it's infectious and it's endearing, and it it makes those players feel like, you know, they can uh, live to see another week and this guy's going to help them. And uh, so, uh, like I said, I, I think he, he may be better suited to be a head coach than he is even a coordinator. I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't mind having that guy speak to my entire team every day, you know, because I, I kind of know what their attitude and and so much of what happens in pro football and pro sports is effort and attitude. You know, if you got the effort and attitude coach, you're going to get the skills out of these dudes. That's just a question of, you know, can your scouting department and others locate talent? Um, but he can coach it and he's proven that. And for him to have only gone around this league one time, now the next time he goes around this league. He'll know what Brian Flores is about, right? He'll know who these defensive coordinators, what they're trying to do to him. And he's going to have to counterpunch it. But at least he's been, he's been through the league, which, which I think is going to help. I'm Sandra, and I'm
0: just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right. Well, we, uh, we know we're going to get a bunch of bucks questions. So why don't we have a mailbag tomorrow? You can send those in. Plenty of time to do so. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampa com. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back in action tonight. They continue this road trip. They're in Philly, right? They are. They had an off day on Monday
0: after the back-to-back over the weekend. So they'll wrap up up their three-game road trip tonight in Philly. So Lightning need a win to get more points than games played on the road trip, which is always your goal.
1: Snap that five game, uh, boys! it is a bad day in Detroit for the Tampa Bay teams, <laughs> exactly. Woof, <laughs> where well, they get outscored quite a bit by quite a bit. Um, but the Lightning had won five in a row, which is great. I mean, you're trying to get some points, and if
0: yeah, you win so. five out of every six, you're going to do fine. So
1: you'll do all right. Yeah. Where are they at? Like, do, I mean, it's too early to check the temperature of this. But so right
0: they- now, there are. The season ended today. They're Mission tied ended. for fourth in the division. They're technically fifth because Detroit has a game in hand on them. Game in hand, yeah. But they would be the second wild card right now, I believe. All right. Okay. So so if the playoffs started today, they would be. Let me double fact, check
1: that. But, uh, yeah, they the are playoffs. the second wild card right now. It helps to win five in a row, man. Ten quick points there. It does. It makes makes a difference.
0: Now, but as I say that, though, there are some teams behind them that have games in hand. So, yeah. But that five game win streak did help, and, and as John Cooper kind of said, kind of brought us back into the fight.
1: Yeah, it did. You know, and did I see where? How many games has Ottawa won in a row now?
0: Ottawa it could well, they're, change, but very time. good. But
1: no, not Ottawa. I don't, I'm thinking. Oh, of. Edmonton. Oh. You mean Edmonton? Uh, Thank a, you. What?
0: And Corey Perry just signed there, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, they're thirteen, 14, something like that.
1: 13, 14 in a row. Yeah, pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah, they started the season awful
1: really but the amazing thing
0: is is they've won that many in a row and they're still in third place 13 point (laughs) 13 points behind vancouver in the division oh my god awful doesn't describe
1: how bad they were they they have a few
0: games in hand on that but still
1: yeah interesting well the lightning uh you know try to continue their winning ways and um we'll have more on the nfl of course you know a lot of fallout from Josh Allen. We can talk about him. We can talk about Patrick Mahomes yeah. and the legacy he's building in Kansas City.
0: And we're just like three weeks from pitchers and catchers reporting, by the way.
1: It's unbelievable, man. I'm not ready for baseball. I love baseball. Baseball my thing, as you know. I am just I haven't shifted gears yet. Like, I'm, I'm still in this football mode, and there's really only two more weekends. This was the first sort of Monday night without football in a long, long time.
0: Uh, that's yeah, because there was a playoff game last Monday, and then the, mm-hmm. the Monday before, the two Mondays before that were uh, college football championship, yeah. and then the semi-championship so, yeah. game.
1: So, kind of tapering down here, man. I am not into basketball just yet. These kids are there for a year. Couldn't tell you who them are. Well, there is only four football games left.
0: That's it. Or I mean, three actually. I am sorry, three, three. Yeah, two. The, Don't the, count the, the Pro Bowl. does
1: No, it's not a game. the uh, The two championships yep. and then uh yep. Super Bowl,
0: and then you have to wait for the UFL
1: at the end of March. That's true. The Rock. The Rock's clubs. Those are starting up. But, yeah, get your mailbag questions in. We'll talk about it. And it can be about the Lightning Twos and the Rays, mm-hmm. which you mentioned are going to crank up. We'll try to schedule some guests. Just because the Buck season is over, it really is never over because the NFL is 11-and-a-half-month-a-year uh, business, and there's something going on all the time, and we're here for it. And there'll be some news and, and different things we can talk about. So, uh but an exciting year for the Bucks, and uh, look one of the one of the more fun teams to cover because these guys obviously went through the trials and and some tough stretches, but nobody was ever unpleasant. Nobody ever was, you know, sort of checked out. I mean, even in the you know the end of the end of the Brady years, man. As I get more, further away from that, that last year with Tom, boy, was that a dumpster fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I don't and I don't blame Todd Bowles for it. That's the thing, I th- I think I think the trash was already burning, you know. Like it, and it, and it just I don't know the stuff I hear. Um, I think they were fortunate to win eight games in the division with that club, you know. But but every team will be different next year will be different. I think it's gonna be harder for the Bucks. First of all, look at the schedules. You know the four teams that are left in the NFL right now. Yeah, the Bucks play all of them. Ouch. Next season, yeah, everyone. Kansas City, Baltimore. Detroit, and San Francisco. 49ers come here, um, which might be a break, but uh, might not. But, yeah, that's what happens when you win. You get tougher opponents and much tougher than your teams in the division. So that's something to watch for anyway as well. All right, uh, appreciate you guys listening. We're here each and every Monday through Friday. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.
0: only from rustolium